Hey guys, we're so glad you're one of the first to listen to the launch of our podcast. And to say thank you for being here, we wanted to give away a gift certificate for a one-hour massage. All you have to do to enter is take a screenshot on your phone of wherever you're listening from and put it in your stories and tag us at Lookup Collective. Thanks so much for being here. We are Chris and Elizabeth Servant, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together. We created the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello. Welcome to our very first podcast. Oh. Very first podcast. Before we even get started, one of the phrases we like to say all the time is we like to embrace being a beginner. And I feel like we've been doing that quite a bit lately. We are definitely living by that phrase. Yeah, I mean, we are <laughs> launching a podcast. We're trying to figure out how to do social media together. We are sending out emails. We are just starting a whole new business. At this point, we are just embracing being a beginner. So we're going to ask you if you would just embrace us being a beginner here. I promise you, we will only get better from here. We will learn, we will improve, we will try our best to just serve you in the best way that we can. So if this is terrible, just give us some time and we'll make it a little less terrible, okay? <laughs> so um, in this first time, I just wanted to start off with us introducing ourselves because you may never have known us before. Maybe you've seen us a little bit on social media. I'm not sure how you found us here. So Elizabeth, tell them a little bit about us. So we have been married for, I guess, 14 and a half years. It'll be 15 in November. We were middle school slash high school sweethearts. We say that because... We quote unquote went out in seventh and eighth grade. Well, for like a let, month. let's tell a little bit more of that story. So, in <laughs> seventh, her in seventh, me in eighth grade, she spotted me across the schoolyard and he sent her best friend over to to say, "Hey, that girl over there likes you a whole lot." So that's I like to say that because then in yes. the future, what happened is is that for two years I pursued you. Mm -hmm. And you shut me down at every step of the way. <laughs> I eventually wore you down. Oh, man. And then we got married, right? Yeah. I definitely I mean, played. No, like, not immediately. We didn't immediately get married. Like, that would Our make us getting married, what, 15 or 16? That's well, kind of we young. weren't that much older. But yeah. we did uh, end up dating for four years. And then, what is that quote? Like, once you know who you want to spend your life with, you want to start it immediately. And so... We were babies, 19 and 21. Babies. Like yes. truly babies. We thought we were so old, but we were not. Yeah, we got married and 
Fast forward a little bit. We have four kids now. Mm -hmm. And And what do we do now? Now, though we work from home together, we have been able to do that for four years. We lead a community called Crave Community, and we love to teach people how to take baby steps towards like a better, like a non-toxic lifestyle, essentially. And so we have been with Young Living Essential Oils for eight years, but four years ago, Chris was able to quit his corporate job, his regular job, and then come home and work with me. And so that has kind of led into this like newfound love and desire to work together. We've kind of shaped our whole entire life around that because we truly love and enjoy the lifestyle that it affords us. We homeschool now. Like there's so many things we never thought we would be doing. And here we are, which is crazy. It's the dream I never knew I had. Honestly, there's breadcrumbs that you can see that have been left throughout our whole marriage that has led us to this, but I'm telling you, if you had told me this 15 years ago, I would have never believed you that our life would look like it looks right now. And I agree. I never thought we would be doing what we're doing right now, but we actually, we love it. And honestly, at first, that was not what you wanted. That's the crazy thing now is that we enjoy it so much that we have given up and sacrificed a ton to continue to live this lifestyle. But five to six years ago, it was like a huge source of tension in our marriage. Yes, in our marriage. So four years ago, yeah, we started embracing being a beginner. And I believe that we're really doing the same thing now. But that gives me hope, right? Because after it it is much better than it was four years ago. And and we really truly believe that through our new endeavors, what we're trying to add to what we're doing, that that it it will continue to grow and blossom and help and serve a whole, whole lot of people. And that's what we hope to give you guys in this episode is that you can maybe get to know us a little bit better. Like, hi, I'm Chris. I'm Elizabeth. (laughs) But then also that you can kind of understand and hear and and feel, maybe even be inspired Mm -hmm. by the mission that what we're wanting to do, that we're wanting to help people become rooted in what matters so that then they can look up and serve others. Let's just dive into that. Elizabeth, we're busy, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have things like we're homeschooling our children. We have four of them. We are running businesses. We're doing those things. So why in the world would we add to that? I think because through our life, we have seen, especially in the past few years, so many of us struggling to even wrap our mind around what matters to us. Like we're overwhelmed. We're frustrated. We are just bombarded with so much happening in our world that makes us confused, honestly personally have we have we walked through that like what does that look like in our lives like some difficulties in our life some struggles in our life that would lead us to serve in this way in the middle of our marriage or kind of more towards the beginning I have struggled greatly with depression specifically postpartum depression and at times like extreme anxiety and although we have so much grace and compassion for what we are walking through when those things happen it kind of bogs us down where we're only able to focus on ourselves because it's a fight every day to even live. And that's okay. Like that is okay. If you're in a season of depression, anxiety, and you are just 
full on healing right now. We are here to tell you that we give you that permission slip because we have been there. (laughs) But it's also caused a lot of, I'm completely focused on self, this inner obsession essentially of getting better. And it caused a lot of insecurities and fear. So I allowed so many insecurities and fear to keep me from looking up and serving and like I would hide like there was so much hiding in my life and so I think too that we a lot of times think when we play small and when we hide that it's like humility it's humble but humility is not hiding it is showing up with our gifts to like offer the world and God's kingdom and so through all of that in my life it caused me to step back and totally abandon the gifts that God had given me, the way he had created me. So with my history of mental illness, it has caused me to live a life full of shame, guilt, and insecurity. And somewhere along the lines, I shifted from having an inner obsession with self to an inner focus on Mm -hmm. the things that mattered to me, foundational things. And that is kind of where this whole phrase, look up and serve others, was birthed because I was on a journey of really getting to those foundational things that mattered, my health, my mental health, my faith, my children, like focusing on those things, it actually freed me up to look up and serve others. So like when I was hiding, I was only serving self. I wasn't serving anyone else. But when I decided to work on self, like focus on the things that mattered, there was just like this beautiful liberation. Like I was so freed because I'm telling you, there were times where I was so uncomfortable and insecure in who I was. Like I wouldn't even like walk outside. I missed out on so much neighbors and places I could serve because of my own insecurities, hiding behind shame and fear. And that's not to say I don't have fear and insecurities now, but I choose now to not hide behind them. So one thing that's really helpful that you've, and I think it's going to help everybody see it really clearly. Maybe you've heard this before, how you're illustrating whenever that shift, whenever you're focusing on self to focusing on others or like obsessed with self, and then you're able to serve others like when you walk into a room. So walk us through that because I think that's really helpful. I want it to be the person who, when I walked into a room, I said, there you are, instead of here I am. And a lot of the times there are people who are insecure that they think they are the there you are person. Mm -hmm. I thought I was that person because who I am to my core is that I love people and, and serving people. But because I was so focused on self and my own insecurities, I was only worried about myself when I walked into a room instead of being confident in who God created me to be. And so that's why we say when we are rooted in things that matter, when we are confident in who God created us to be, confident in our own skin, like confident in who we are, it truly frees us up to look up and serve others. When we're not focused on how we look, is this messed up my face or whatever it is that we're so focused on wherever we go we miss so many opportunities to see others because we're completely focused on self 
Thank you for sharing that. I want you guys to hear this, that if you feel like that, we feel you. We empathize with Mm -hmm. you. We've been in that situation. If you're feeling just overburdened with the things of life, if you're feeling maybe what I do doesn't matter. If you're feeling whatever those things are, like understand that we've walked through seasons just Mm -hmm. like that. And just just be honest, moments that even pop up Mm -hmm. at times Mm -hmm. like that. So understand that we understand how you feel and where you're coming from. Also, I think another reason why this is an essential thing for us to do, an essential mission for us to rally around is because of our culture. Our culture Mm -hmm. also is is doing its very, very, very best to drive us towards isolation. It's doing its very best to drive us towards division. Mm -hmm. It's doing its very best to just separate us from each other with social media, especially, right? Like we can feel as if things are very loud. And if we have a differing opinion or a different thought or a different worldview that we are totally <laughs> foreign from the other people that have the other worldview, the other idea, the other mm-hmm. opinion. And, and so that a lot of times drives us towards just feeling like we're alone, like we're isolated, like we're divided from people. So a lot of that will push us towards feeling like we need to isolate ourselves, like we need to be away from everyone because we are very different and very unique, but that we are just, it's hard for us to be in that world. We think, we believe that that they couldn't be any further from the truth. We believe that, now it's a phrase that's been often used, I actually have it tattooed on my body, that people are better together. People are better together, whether that is husband and wife, whether that is family, whether that is our community, our culture. We have been gifted in so many different ways. We don't have to all be the same. That's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of the human race. We're not all the same. And that's not a defect. That's not a bug. That's a feature. That's an amazing thing. We are better together. We believe that's the way that we're going to combat all this. We have a deep belief that we're better together. As believers, we also believe that Jesus kind of said, the world's going to know you're my disciples is the way that you love one another. That is not a verse of isolationism. That's not a verse of separation. Mm -hmm. That's a verse of togetherness. And so that's where I really believe that, yeah, there's a long way to go. But Mm -hmm. I do believe that we're not as different as we think we are. I do believe that we're not as isolated as we think we are. I think that that a lot in the culture wants us to believe that, but I just don't think we are. If we step out and we do say hello to the neighbor and we Mm -hmm. do invite the neighbor over for dinner or we do ask the person for church out to eat, or we do actually have that conversation with our wife or our our family or whatever. Like, I think that when we actually do that thing that seems really hard, Mm -hmm. like it seems hard to look up and serve others, but even when we start doing that, that we actually see it's it's actually a little more simple than we thought. Like, we made it harder than it has to be. And we really, too, want to say, I think in our culture, we even this is divisive. We hear the word self-love on one side, and then we hear the words deny self. And they're like polar opposites. And we feel like there's a beautiful medium. And that's why you always hear us here talk about focusing on the things that matter to you, whether it be moving your body, reading, whatever it is. We believe it's more of soul care instead of just simply self-care. When we nurture and nourish our soul, mind, body, and spirit, we are going to have more freedom and energy 
and brain space to look up and serve others. It's a motivation for me when I move my body, when I eat healthy, when I drink water, all of those things. It's not just for self. Yes, we absolutely should do those things for ourselves, but it's so much more than that. The motivation is, wow, if I do those things, I'm going to be able to serve the people in my life who God called me to serve so much more effectively. Because this is what's wrong with the polarization is that one is all about self and not caring for anyone else. The other is over here denying self and not meeting your needs at all. And then you live a life that's miserable and burnt out. It's like one life of full pleasure and one life of burnt out. Also, I think it's super important to acknowledge the fact that God gives you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean he gives you everything. He actually gives you, like places those desires in your heart. So the things that make you come alive, the things that just you wake up in the morning so excited to do, those are important. There's something to take notice of. And I am just a firm believer that when we do more things that we love, that get us excited, passionate, fill us up, we are going to do so much more for the world because we're coming to it with such fullness And when we show up fully as ourselves, just beautiful things happen. So one analogy that I love to share when I'm talking to people, we often hear the phrase, you can't pour out of an empty cup. And although that is true to some extent, any mother, parent, human knows that we pour out of empty cups all the time. Like it just, we know how to push through. We just keep on trucking a lot of the times especially if you're going through hard seasons. So I like to talk about take an orange, okay? So an orange, it doesn't matter if you have squeezed everything out of that orange. There's no juice left. You can always get at least one to two drops. If you squeeze hard enough, there is something gonna come out of that orange. But think about if you have a full orange, a brand new orange, you're peeling. It's just so fresh and vibrant. You can smell it so fragrant. And it's so much easier to get juice out of that orange. You can make a full glass or a half a glass, whatever it is. It is so much easier when it is full. And that's the same thing. When we care for our bodies and we nurture and nourish them, it's going to be so much easier to serve the people in our life who are meant to serve. Of course, you're always going to have that one to two drops when there's nothing else left to give, but it is so much harder You're squeezing and squeezing where it is so much easier when it's full. So if we're growing physically, Mm -hmm. if we're growing mentally, if we're growing spiritually, all of those are the things that we're talking about for us in particular. Yes. That would fill us up. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, we can then pour out for others. We can serve others. Yes, yes, yes. So that's really a lot of the reason of our background of why we see the need for this. In ourselves, we saw the need. In our culture, we saw a need. Why would we do this in particular? And I I think like we've seen a lot of breadcrumbs throughout our life Mm -hmm. that like this isn't a new desire for us. Yeah. So I feel like this has been the heartbeat of our life 
forever. When I was in high school, that came very naturally to me. I focused on what mattered. I was super rooted in what mattered to me. I became a Christian in ninth grade. And from that point on, I was just, I like, I knew where I was headed and I was not swayed by everything else. I guess I was not the typical teenager. You know, there was a lot coming at me. Obviously, when you go to a public school, you're going to be bombarded by all kinds of things. But I'm telling you, like, because I was so focused on the things that mattered to me and I was so rooted in the important things that I saw it so much that I was freed up to look up and serve other people. Like that's just how I live. And that doesn't mean that I didn't have struggles and I didn't have immaturity and I didn't have all of those things. Yeah. And um, I will say that's attractive. That's why I was willing to fight tooth and nail for your affections for over two years. So I agree wholeheartedly with that's who you were and that's who you are now. It's not like a, a brand new thing for us. Yes. It's the same thing. Although I did struggle, obviously, through mental illness, anxiety and depression afterwards and kind of lost that sense of who I was to my core. And that bothered me so much. Yeah. I remember having so many conversations with Chris that I was like, my life is supposed to be so much more significant than it feels right now. Like I knew God had called me to a life of significance, which I believe that he's called us all to a life of significance. It's just very important to me. It's just very important to me. I make that a high priority. So allowing so much guilt and shame and insecurity to rule and to have the front driver's seat in my life changed so much. And so that's why with that shift we talked about earlier is that I started to focus and be rooted again in what truly mattered to me and so that I could be freed up to that person who I was in high school to look up and serve others. Thank you. For, for sharing that. I am similar in that we've done many things in our life. Our, mm-hmm. our, it seems like we've lived about 45 years and we've I'm shoved sure 45. our stories will trickle in yeah. all, throughout all of these podcasts, but it's too much in one. Yeah. But yeah. But over the 20 years, I guess, that mm-hmm. we've been together, 14 years married, it seems like we've we've shoved about 50 years in of living into it. Truly. A lot of that is probably the reason why I have no hair on my head. <laughs> And I see in my life, just like you were talking about, when I've been able to focus on the things that matter, then I'm more open to look up and serve others. Mm -hmm. When I'm not, I'm not a very great person to be around. (laughs) But I believe both of us, while we're not perfect in any of it, Mm -hmm. we do have special, unique gifts that we can offer, great perspective that we can offer. And I think all of that comes just from a place of we see that as a calling, we see that as a ministry, we see that as a mission. And so... So, and all that to say, we are not perfect. <laughs> not at we all. We struggle on the daily and you'll never get that from us that we desire or want to help you lead a life of perfection. That's just nowhere on the radar. We want you to feel like you're living a life of purpose on purpose with intention. And so when we are being intentional in our life every day and being rooted in the things that matter to us, we are going to be able to make waves in this world. And it can be in the smallest actions. So that's it. 
that's all we have for this episode. Again, I guess if you're still listening at this point, hi mom. Um, if you're still listening at this point, I don't even know if our family's gonna yeah, be listening who to knows? this. So if you're still here, you've embraced us embracing becoming a beginner. Thank you so much for being here. We have enjoyed our time. If it helped you at all, you might want to share that with someone else. That would be super cool. Like mm-hmm. we would love to grow this. And like I said at the beginning, we're going to get better. Okay. <laughs> we will improve. Um, and so thank you for being here and we hope you have a great day.